We are back on Talk of the Town, KTOE Middays with Lisa Kay. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Looks like about 43 for the current temperature here in beautiful southern Minnesota. On the phone with us, we have got Governor Tim Walls. Tim, how you doing today? Um, well, Lisa, enjoying the sun and warm up here in St. Paul, too. Well, it's beautiful. It's uh, unseasonably warm. I'm not quite sure what the holidays are going to look like for us down here, but uh, most of us are okay with it. I agree. I agree. Well, good to speak with you. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the recent wins. Um, I don't think I've spoken to you since we've opened Highway 14. I can't tell you. I mean, you know, you've been down here. You know what an absolute um, long wait that was for us. Oh, my goodness. A few things were more personal than this. I'm I'm proud of the money that we were able to secure by my time in Congress, but I'm also uh, saddened by all of us who had friends killed or injured on that road and mm-hmm. uh, slowing commerce down, and especially such a vital artery across the district. So it was really exciting. It was exciting to see mayors. It's exciting to see folks who've worked on this literally for decades. Um, I started working on it in 2006, and then to finally see this thing finished uh, is just really great news. Safer, move more products, uh, give more opportunities. So that was all a win. Yeah, I actually had to, to, I was a passenger, but I had to take a photo of it on my first ride through the <laughs> the openness because it was it was wonderful. Not only the Highway 14 expansion, but let's talk a little bit about Mayo Clinic. Uh, they're expanding too. Yeah, this is a big deal. Mayo, of course, you know, he's here, but they're also in Florida. They're also in Phoenix. They're also in London. Uh, they're global. Um, and Minnesota's uh, dominance really in, in biotech and, and health tech is, is really centered around a lot of what Mayo does, University of Minnesota and some of our other health systems and all the startups, Medtronic and 3M. But for Mayo to put in, and this was the investment the state made a few years ago in Destination Medical, but Mayo put this in, I, to put it into perspective, I saw a news article that said all of the stadiums that we built, the University, U.S. Bank Stadium, uh, XL, all those combined, are smaller than this Mm. investment. Um, It will spur economic growth for decades to come. It will just, not just the construction piece of it, but all of the spinoffs that will come around in the biomedical, this will draw people there. And there's just a couple places in the country, Boston being the other one, and and Minnesota are where this comes. In our trade mission to Melbourne, we were really focused on this biomedical. They're trying to make the city of Melbourne, Australia, look like Rochester, Minnesota, and the Twin Cities. Oh, wow. And so a lot of good collaborations. And I just think about the breakthroughs in human health and opportunities that are going to be born still uh, for decades to come in Rochester and in Minnesota. Well, can you tell us a little bit about some of the work that you're doing uh, with the bonding and infrastructure bill and uh, yeah, moving forward? So yeah, Minnesota, we made great investments, whether it was historic investments in, in infrastructure, largest we've, we've probably seen in our, our state's history. Uh, we've got kids now eating meals at schools. We have investments in clean energy moving, all of those things. Um, and the state's economy is in a good spot. And then we see going forward, um, you know, there's uncertainty in the U.S. economy. There'll be some uncertainty here. We're in a much better place, I think, probably than most places. And I think what I'm telling legislature I think we should focus on, continue on the infrastructure needs, those basic things that government delivers, clean water, safe streets, those types of things. Focus on things that that we know are core government efficiencies, and let's implement what we did. And so I'm giving them kind of a, a, a measured approach that this is not the year to to start new programs or to have increased spending, it, it's probably the year to implement what we have because we're seeing the positive start to come out of that. All right. I know that the news came out yesterday about the IRS taxing our rebate checks, and uh, I don't have a bleep button, so watch what you say. 
I'm, I'm pretty disciplined usually on that. I apologize. I apologize to anybody who had kids listening that I, I called it BS uh, by its full name, uh, which I think it is. Look, I've been asking for these rebate checks over a billion dollars um, to go back to Minnesotans. We had a surplus mainly because corporate profits were up and spending, sales tax were up. So we removed the Social Security tax from most Minnesotans. We invested in infrastructure and we gave back checks to folks, and Minnesota doesn't tax them. And we were just like every other state told 22 of them that did this. Ours were, by the way, I believe in the top five largest checks that they would not be taxable. That was every indication we were getting. I tried to get this done in 2022. Senate walked away from it. We finally finished it. But because we finished it on May 24th, the federal emergency around COVID, they named, they being the federal government and the IRS, said was May 11th. So we missed by 13 days. Mm. So I hope your listeners would agree that that's BS. Um, They should make an exception for us, they being the IRS. And I have pushed them on that. Now, anybody who's ever dealt with IRS knows they're pretty stubborn. Um, We'll see what happens. But I think it's, you know, and if anybody seems to like, well, it's $26, you know, for most of these people, whatever. Yeah, that's $26 that I think is theirs. And like every other state, whether you were in, you know, Massachusetts or whether you're in South Carolina and you got a small rebate check back, federal government did not tax those simply because they got finished before May 11th. Yeah, I'm one of um, those people that have the, the three extra kids at home, you know, that were... Yeah, so you, had so. A, you got a nice check on yeah, it. Yeah, so It's going to be about 250 Yes, I, I think it's totally unfair to you. I think you have every right to be irritated about that. Um, we're, you know, at this point kind of assessing what's next on it. Um, right now, I've called this week, I called the chief of staff of the White House and said, just explain to me how do I go talk to Minnesotans about how this is fair, because I personally don't think it's fair. Um, Minnesota didn't tax it. We found that way. There's got to be, just move the end of the emergency to the 31st of May. Why the 11th mm-hmm. is what I asked them, you know, that just even that. And we were the last state, we, as I said, we were one of five states with the biggest rebate checks. We were one of the first states to talk about it. We just, because of politics, didn't get it done. So we hear you. Yeah, it seems kind of random that uh, that date. So, right. and when that's, that's when do you know um, if they change minds? Make it is it all up to them? Yeah, Whatever. it's pretty much all up to them. And then you know we'll see how we respond to it. Um, I feel very strongly about this. I think they're wrong. I understand that you have to have a cutoff. I understand there's deadlines, but there's spirit and letter of the law. This was money from 2021. It set in there because we couldn't get a deal when the Senate walked away from the deal we agreed to in 2022 where the checks were supposed to go back. Um, it had nothing to do with, with anything else. These other states just happened to arbitrarily finish uh, before that time. So we'll check and see. But, but I hear you. I, I think um, this is a case where I would think the federal government, again, could be just a little bit more flexible with folks. Uh, and it, it just, Minnesotans shouldn't be treated differently. Well, so in other news, I mean, I guess if you go outside and see the flags flying at half staff in honor of Pearl Harbor, we need to remember that that is, uh, is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day today. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, um, you know, um, me being a little older, that, that those survivors, including my great uncle, who was a firefighter at Pearl Harbor, who walked amongst us, um, there's only a handful left. Um, I think when you talk to older folks and, you know, I talk, you know, my grandparents and my parents who were alive, you know, younger at the time when it happened, but how transformative that was uh, as far as a nation. And, um, certainly I'm, I think it's good that we still do that. And I hope when people see the flag, that's part of it when they're, you know, flying at half staff so that it reminds people to pause.
Governor Walls. Governor Walls on KTOE with me today, and uh, congratulations going out on the DGA. Talk a little bit about that uh, before we let you go today, and what that means for what you'll yeah. be doing in the future. Well, there's 24 Democratic governors across the country. We represent the majority of Minnesotans, some of the bigger states like New York and California, but Minnesotans, uh, North Carolina and Kentucky, with Andy Bashir. And so my 23 fellow governors uh, voted for me um, to be the DGA chair, which means we help other candidates. We got 11 governor's races. Um, I want to elect Democratic governors, not because they're Democrats, but because they deliver on things that improve people's lives, whether it's reproductive health care, whether it's things like meals or infrastructure. So my job will be to to help raise the resources to help those 11 governors. They're no incumbents, so it's all new folks. Maybe school teachers like me who are saying, look, I'd like to do this. Uh, Help them with technical advice. Um, If it helps them, help them campaign. If it helps them to not, we won't. Um, But I think part of it is is just making sure we see this in in states led by Democratic governors. We see longer life expectancies. Um, We see uh, wages, real wages are higher, those types of things. So I'm going to get out there, try and make the case. Certainly an honor to do it. and uh, it just it, it feels to me somewhat gratifying that I think they probably looked to how Minnesota got things done to say this is a great model. If you can take that model and help these other governors or these potential candidates who will be governors um, show how to get things done, that would be helpful. Minnesota Governor Tim Walls on the phone with us here today on KTOE Talk of the Town. Tim, thank you so much for your time and thanks for all the work that you're doing for us. We hope to check in with you again soon. Well, thanks, Lisa. You have a great Christmas and holiday season and all your listeners.